Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Friends Missing Friends. Today I talked to a good friend of mine named Susie. We met a few years ago in an acting class and really hit it off. One of my first memories with her is we were waiting backstage for our part in a scene, but backstage was a closet, so we were sitting on these cardboard boxes in the dark and just talking. And I think that was the first time I realized we were friends, which is pretty cool to think back on. In today's conversation, she talks about missing friends as a third culture kid traveling to many countries throughout her childhood. We talk about how hard it is to make friends as adults and how friendships are portrayed in the media. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I hope you do too. When you think of missing or grieving friends, like what do you think about in your life? <sighs> okay. I've been actually thinking about your podcast and I've been like uh, trying not to prepare anything because I just want anything that comes up. But honestly, every time I thought about it, I was like the, an airport just kept popping into like all the airports I've flown in and flown out of just kept popping up. And for me, I think it's because I'm inter- I've grown up internationally because I've lived in seven countries friendships for me have always been very short and very impactful and have left a lot of open wounds because in the international world you are meeting someone who has essentially lived the same lifestyle as you so there's this language that you understand but also you know in this relationship with these friends who are from everywhere in the world, the different cultures, backgrounds, and relate all of it, you know, you know that they're gonna they're one day you're gonna walk into the school and say, Hey, I'm I'm moving to Zimbabwe, or you know, I'm moving to Fiji, or my dad got X, Y, and Z. And so you know that, okay, now we only have a limited amount of time with this person. And at first it was pretty you know at first I was like "Ah, okay you know people okay it's you know it happens but then you know after my third high school in a matter of four years I was like this is not normal Um, and so I got very good at just saying see you later I don't really like to say goodbye and that to me is like that to me is my 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 uh kind of safety net honestly because it allows me to to still grieve some a friend that who's still obviously you know friends who are alive um but also have the possibility that maybe i'll see them in the future just maybe so that that's kind of what pops up yeah that's so interesting because that's kind of what i was thinking about for you just based on what i know about you um because I know that you've traveled a lot, like, especially when you were younger. Um, how many countries do you know? Like, how many countries you lived in? I've lived in seven, and I've visited, um, I would say, over 20 countries. And also, but including that also, like, cities and little villages here and there of, of different different countries. Okay. Yeah. So did you move like every couple years or? Yeah. So um, when we were, when I was younger, we moved every like 
four to seven years. And then as I got older, it became like four and then two and then like, um, and then now that my, you know, I'm an adult and I have my own life. It's like, I've found myself moving to like different States. Um, but I do feel like I'm grounding more and I'm rooting more in in where I am and trying to focus on like developing the, the friendships of folks who are here physically or also who are, you know, like yourself and, and other other friends around the country or international, just trying to continue to maintain that friendship because I do believe that even though you're not like physically connected with that person, spiritually and emotionally, you know, people are in your life, whether honestly, whether you like it or not, like <laughs> yeah. you they're know, there. Can't, they're there. Like, can't do anything about it. I mean, I can't tell you like I this like I'll ha- I have a weird story for you. So like when oh, I please. moved yeah, when I moved to to Massachusetts, you know, it's like really random. This girl who went to middle school with me in India, her name's Sachi, uh, she reached out to me and I hadn't spoken to her in like 15 plus years you know uh and now we're friends like I see her now we we we've reunited and we you know we talk and she's an adult now and I'm an adult and we reminisce and and she she you know she she wasn't best friends super close but you know she's a a TCK a third culture kid just like me so she was always coming and going too so the chances of us reuniting now are kind of a miracle honestly that is like miraculous yeah I mean it's just it's it's surreal you know it's kind of like but then there's also a part of me that's like well that's I guess that's what third culture kids do like we want to reunite we want to get back with that that energy that we had at least I know I do because it's a part of me yeah so I mean, it's it's That's just so sweet that you reunited, and it's cool because it's like now we're we're different people, but we're able to like have an adult friendship that can continue to grow and not be based on living in India. Although we have great memories there, now you know she's married. I get to know the partner. It's 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 fascinating. It's like people go through so many things, and you never know who you're going to reunite with. You know. Yeah. And do you feel like your friendship is very different? Because I know like childhood friendships and then adult friendships can sometimes be really different, but then sometimes they can be kind of the same. You know, with her, I don't think I've spent enough time to to see the difference really. But mm-hmm. but again, like for me, I don't really have I don't really have friends who I've known since middle school and are still really close with. I just don't. And that's just my upbringing. So, you know, it's it's interesting because when I'm around folks who are like my best friend Betty from kindergarten and now they're like getting married is coming to the wedding. I'm like, how do you know someone for that long, <laughs> you know, and also I have a friendship with I mean, A, how cool is that? And B, it's like, well, you guys, you guys must be really close because you must have gone through a lot of ups and downs. Um and for me, it's like, I don't think I've had friendships that have lasted long enough uh, in the mm-hmm. past that have been able to withstand friction or um, arguments or conflicts or disagreements. And so therefore, it's been easier to like cut ties versus working through them because, you know, I was younger and they were younger. And what was the point? One of the, one of us is leaving literally the country. 
Mm. But now as an adult, I think um, it's different, you know. When I was younger, like middle school, high school, a lot of my closest friends were introduced to me by other adults. Like, and I mean literally, an adult would like push us together, like sometimes with their hands, like literally, <laughs> and be like, You guys should meet each other. This is Hannah. Hannah, this is so and so. Like, I needed help that badly. <laughs> and like, this happened again a few months ago. Like, I made a new friend recently, which I always get really excited about whenever I make a new friend. You should. An adult. It's, it's awesome. It's a huge deal. It's hard it to is. make friends as an adult. Yeah. And again, an adult was like, Hannah, you should meet so-and-so. And I'm like, am I just like, do I just need help with this? Like, <laughs> why does this keep happening? <laughs> why is it this circumstance all the time? Because <laughs> I, I think it is because it's. It's hard for me to make that initial introduction. You know, I'll like literally leave the library and be like, man, I should have told the librarian like, hey, how's it going? But like saying, hey, how's it going for me is like a big deal because <laughs> I'm so introverted. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. It's just so funny. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel you. I feel you on that. Like, it's A, awesome that you have a new friend. Whoever this person is, they're lucky to have you as a friend because you're an awesome friend. Yeah, no, I mean that seriously from the bottom of my heart. You are a good one. But B, it isn't easy to be like, hey, what's what's up? Like, like, I made it. That's how actually, like, it's not easy. I do it because that's kind of what I I had to do growing up internationally. Like, I I had to or else it's like I wouldn't have, I would be alone alone you know like no friends and my sister was really popular like she had tons of friends like she was like they knew me as Lexi's sister you know they didn't know me as like my name I'm like no 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 my name's Susie you know (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like that's just how they knew me but um so yeah I, I needed to do that but it's you know it's not easy it's it's not and I made. I mean, I I made one of my first friends that I made in Chicago when I moved there for college. Uh, I just moved into the dorms. Didn't really know my roommate. My roommate didn't didn't really vibe that well. Um, so I went to the cafeteria. And there was this like girl sitting at this table. She she looked really cool. She looked really cool. <laughs> she had, like she I had know this what you huge mean, yeah <laughs> yeah she had this like huge tattoo that had like really nice colors. And she was wearing like these like Doc Martens. She had like this one. I used to smoke a lot of cigarettes. She had like Paul Malls, which were like really old school, you know, big. And she just, you know, I was like, man, she looks really badass. And so <laughs> I went with like my food, and no one was around. And I said, I on I asked her. I said, hey, can I can I sit with you? Anyway, she was really sweet, and she's like, yeah, of course. And we sat, and then she's like, do you smoke? I was like, yes, and I would love one. And we just became friends, you know, and, and we're not, you know, we don't keep in contact right now, but those little acts of bravery or courage or impulses that you have to the, to the listeners, like follow them because you never know who you're going to meet or like what's about to happen, you know? Mm. Yeah. And I'm still learning that. Still learning it. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I only follow those impulses after a glass of wine. <laughs> Or you like get home and you're like, damn it, I 
<laughs> I had so many opportunities. <laughs> I hear you. No, I hear you. And it's also like, I feel like I'm pretty good at making friends, um, like, if I'm in a class with them. Like, that's how we met. We met in a class. That is how um, we met. But as an adult, like, you're just not in as many classes, usually. But this is one of the reasons why I'm always taking a class. Like, my acting resume is just all classes. Because, <laughs> like, I just, like, love taking classes and it. It's like an easy way to meet people. When like when else sometimes I think where in my everyday life I work from home. When am I going to meet someone? When I walk down the sidewalk? Like I honestly don't know. <laughs> I think the classes though are a kind of a great idea. Like even if it's like cooking classes or you know it's not all acting but like yeah, it's like as an adult it's your responsibility I think to if you want friends to go, go, go get them because they're waiting for you. Earlier when you said like, oh, you know, I know people who are like going to weddings with their friends from kindergarten and all this stuff. And I'm like, that always stirs this emotion deep inside of me. I think it's jealousy because <laughs> I don't have that either. Um, if I reached out to those friends who were who I knew in elementary school and middle school, they would be happy to hear from me, but we don't keep in touch, you know, and I wasn't invited to their weddings, which is fine. It's not like I'm mad about it, but it's just, you know, we went separate ways. Every time it's mentioned, whether secondhand or someone's like, oh, yeah, this is my best friend and. You know, we met in like kindergarten. And I'm just like, Ugh. like, because <laughs> I'm I feel like I'm missing out. I don't know. I I can totally relate with that feeling, and I think it is it's jealousy or envy or, but it is definitely something that like tugs at a at a a core string. I mean, why wouldn't it? You know, like it makes us reflect on like, well, do I have someone in my life like this person? If I don't, what does that mean about myself? Hmm. To which also it's like. You have no idea how that friendship is, right? And so it's like they could be horrible to each other, toxic, not great. And they're just in it just because they think that's what they need to do. Or it could be mm. a really great friendship. And then that's something that they have that's really special and really lucky. But um, it is a painful feeling. Like, I don't believe in the word best friend. Best friend come on like <laughs> that's just not it's just not for me it's like I think it's like everyone has something to offer everybody why pick more than another you know I understand yeah no I get that I, I think how I've dealt with my feelings about the word is I just defined it differently where um and I've talked to some other people about this where I see it as a, like a category rather than a person. So like I could tell 50 people they're my best friend or like one of my best friends. And it just means like that you're a really good friend. <laughs> I had a best friend in middle school who I said was my best friend and we were we were close and then she got a new best friend. And that was really hard. That was really, really hard. She was a really fun friend. I had a ton of fun with her. So yeah, it's. I think it's 
territorial and I think it's I think it just puts up walls that don't need to be there mm-hmm. yeah no I, I I definitely feel that and I've I even like friends changing over the years and I don't even know if the word best friend was used but like in third grade I had this best friend that I'm doing air quotes and we spent so much time together because when you're that age, like you want to spend every day together. And like we were sleeping over at each other's house like twice a week. Like every Wednesday was half day at school. And we so we would go to the other person's house after 12. Um, and then after third grade, we kind of drifted apart. And then in middle school, we hardly talked at all. And then I kind of like observed her passing notes with this girl and they would like fold up notes for each other and tuck them in their shoes until they saw each other later and then they would pull them out and they'd be all like sweaty and they'd exchange them and it was just like really intimate and like sweet and I was like oh man like we used to be really close and now you're smuggling notes (laughs) with this girl and I just like I'm really sad (laughs) uh I feel like that was the exact same experience I had Actually, it's crazy that you, I'm like, Did they smuggle your, notes in their shoes? Yes. No, well, they, they oh started, they started like exchanging notes and, and, and it was also kind of like, they started dressing the same. They started like, you know, like, like she would sleep more at her house and then like, like they, they started developing their own language. And then, and what really hurt was other friends or other, you know, classmates would be like, I'm going to say her name's like. Sophia or something, whatever, because that's our name. But they would say, Sophia, where's Susie? And she'd be like, I don't know. And before it was like, oh, she's getting a brownie or she'll be right back or, you know, whatever it is. But it was just like this, like, clear dismissal of like, I don't care anymore, you know, which you're in middle school. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Emotions are all over the place. But it's still something that I think everyone remembers in their own days. I feel like. Or maybe this is just me because I'm super sensitive. I feel like we still carry these wounds with us. And they might be really deep down and really subconscious. But I think that part of me is still sad about all the friends that drifted away over the years. Even though, like, the drifting away was very natural. Like, that's just what happens. And maybe some of it was handled immaturely because of age. But, like, other than that, you know, it just happens. And it was, like, probably the first time I learned that lesson uh, of that people drift apart, like all things one day die. Because um, when you're young, you're like, everything's eternal, you know. And then you see things in your life die, including relationships, like for the first time. And then that, like the first ones, you will never forget. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I, I, I agree with all of that. I mean, I think I do think we do carry those those wounds and we do grieve those middle school losses or elementary or whatever it is that's part of being human and it's also like that's what we still do now as an adult and what we're going to do when we're like 80 it's like but I think it's important to allow that grief because you know even though they're still out there those friends you know it's like you did have great memories and you laughed probably those laughs where you don't hear anything those are the best do you know what I'm talking about? When you're laughing and there's no sound coming out of your, oh, yeah. <laughs> your voice. It's just like you're like, for like 30 minutes. <laughs> like those are the best. I love those. 
And it's like, you know, those days, it's like, you know, that's when you had all that, you know, fart jokes and at least I did, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. They're, they're good memories. They're really good memories. Did you happen to see the show Pen15? No. <gasps> okay. Uh, we need to have a watch party <laughs> on Hulu <laughs> that, um, oh my God, I think you would like it. It's very awkward, which is my favorite. Um, it totally is. You love awkward. <laughs> I love awkward. I think it's because it's like, that's me. I'm not alone. <laughs> <laughs> this show is about two women who are friends and they're in middle school. And the hilar- one of the hilarious layers of the show is that they are literally, the actors are 30 years old and they are playing 13-year-olds. And like, they just, you know, stand really hunched over and like wear horribly <laughs> fitting clothes and like retainers and they kind of, it kind of works. Anyway, so the whole show is just about this friendship and how it's, they're like extremely close. Like they do everything together and they like make each other promise like, you can't have your first kiss without me. You can't have your first cigarette without me. Like everything we have to do together. And then as the show goes, you know, they're learning like that's impossible. And, you know, they kind of feel themselves pushing and pulling and drifting apart. Anyway, the last season of the last episode, I don't, this won't ruin anything for you, but it, I cried so hard because they were kind of talking about because I think they were kind of learning that, yeah, maybe this friendship won't last forever. And they were like, what if we go to different colleges and then, you know, we live in different states and we marry, get married and have kids and like you don't have time to see each other. And they just kind of looked at each other and then they went, or we'll live in a house together. We'll never leave the house and then we'll have the same job. And then every night we'll watch a movie. <laughs> and then it kept just getting more and more crazy. And they were like, and then we would like jump up and hang out in the cloud above the house and then talk with the angels. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and then they were like, so like happy, just kind of like making this fantasy future because they knew that this wouldn't be forever. And I was just like bawling. Mm. It's, so moving. I highly recommend that show. Mm, I want to check it's, that out. Yeah. It's also hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but it, that's so interesting because it's like, for me, I just don't feel like I can fully relate. Maybe I haven't seen the show, so I can't say that 100%. But like the concept of like, I don't think I've ever had a friend that close that I was like, what if we don't give birth at the same time? Or like, what if we... <laughs> You know, like, I've never had that where I was like, what if we don't like go to the same college or anything like that? And so so I'm sure there's stuff I can con- connect with. But um, it's good to have a show about friendships. I think there should be more. That's why we love Broad City. I mean, come on, the last uh-huh. season, you know, like, she's going here, Alana's staying, what's going to happen? Like, they're, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard, you know, it's like, the the reality kicks in of like this might not be forever nothing's forever yeah and i i agree with you i don't think i've quite been in the same boat as these girls and i think that they do have it in the extreme in this show um because i don't think it's necessarily typical for people to be this close for this long um because they were close since they were like five or something is the whole premise I watched an episode with my sister and at the end I was so sad and she was like, why are you so sad? And I was like, because I don't have 
what they have. And mm. it was almost like I felt like I should have it, you know, but it's just like not everyone has it. In fact, a lot of people probably don't have someone where they do everything together, you know? Um, no. And thanks for sharing them. Cause like, I think, I think we live in this world now where it's like, we don't talk about this stuff. Like we don't talk about not having a friend. Like I, I can tell you that a hundred percent that there are people more than we think who are lonely as shit and are have nobody, you know, and are so confused and are like, why and isolating and isolating. And it's just like, that breaks my heart. Like whenever I moved to a new country, I always had one person who would be like, do you want, I would sit alone. One time I went to sit in the bathroom. Like that, like that stuff happens, you know, whenever I moved to a new country and then I stayed there for a year or whatever. And then there was a new kid. I would always invite that kid. Always like come sit with us. It's fine. Because they would sit alone. I could see it. I could see the tray. I could see the anxiety spinning. I could see like all of it. And I was like, I don't want them to go through that. Cause that's a, that's an awful experience being like, where do I sit? Like, that's real. It's just, just no one should have to go through that. You know, no, nobody. Um, but it, it is important to talk about like feeling like you don't have a friend or feeling like you don't have someone who you can start building something off with, you know? And I'm, yeah, it is sad. Of course it's sad. You know, I wish they, I wish more people had more friends. I love everything you just said. And first of all, one thing I've learned and that amazes me and is, shows why what you did is such an amazing gift is that it only takes one person to take you from being completely alone to belonging. Even if you're in a cafeteria full of people, one person says sit next to me, all of a sudden you belong. So that's beautiful that you did that. And I really want to try harder at that because sometimes I'm so shy that I, I'm bad at even like, I don't know, being nice to other people who are also shy, but I should just like get over that. <laughs> Secondly, when you're talking about loneliness, I have so many feelings about loneliness because like it's such a huge problem and it's also like possible to feel lonely even if you have so many people. And so it's like I'm trying to like like a lot of the time I'm like what is it that's making me feel lonely right now? I think part of it is literally being alone. <laughs> And that, like, um, you know, I have roommates, but we live parallel lives, not intertwined lives. I would try to explain that being around them is amazing and we hang out and everything, but we still, like, have our separate lives. And it's like, I feel like the, a feeling of loneliness will always be there unless I have this with someone an intertwined life. And I don't necessarily know what that means, but I think that's why a lot of people want to be in a romantic relationship. And I know there's a lot of reasons to want that, but I think part of it is that you're literally building a life together. And in our like um, nuclear family society, that's the main way you do that. Unless you live at home with your, you know, extended family, you get in a relationship. 
And like there might be a period of time where you like you kind of like the friends show like, oh, you live with your friends. Da, 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 da. And but like that's usually what how did that show end? That show ended with them all finding a romantic partner and leaving. So it's like, oh, is that is is living and, and having your friends intertwined in your life just biding time until you find your romantic partner? Mm, like it, it just question. really bothers me that that's like how our society is set up. And, and I came to the conclusion like. Recently, I was like, man, like, if I don't find a romantic partner, I'll kind of be alone on a day-to-day, like, daily basis. Like, I'll eat mm-hmm. lunch alone. I'll eat dinner alone. Like, that kind of alone. Wow. You tapped into some awesome stuff. <laughs> That's <laughs> – I mean, it's so funny. Like, I, I have a lot of thoughts about what you said because you – and this is going to sound weird, but, like, you remind me a lot of my mom when I – you remind me of my mom of what I think she was like when she was a lot younger. Because, you know, my mom never got married. She was alone, just physically alone, you know, until she was, um, until she adopted my sister and I, you know. But for her, she made it a huge effort to keep friends. I mean, mm. everywhere we, like, every country I go, there's, she made, like, really good friends. Or even here in the States, you know, it's like, people reach out oh I'm Connie's you know friend from com like who are you I don't you know and they Mm want to hang out it's great but um that's you know I think she's an exception because she went international and she did what she wanted to do but for the Mm -hmm. United States it's so funny to say it's like Andrew and I have been thinking so much about like um how society has built this step-by-step thing that you have to do in order to be what looks happy you know, you, you go to high school, then you go to college, then you get in a relationship, then you get married, then you have kids, and then you are so miserable, you never have sex again, and then you die. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the steps. <laughs> but I bring this up because I'm going to bring it back to friends is that um, I think a lot of people aren't aware of that, or it's in their unconscious, or they're so hungry, or they're so in desperate need of some kind of connection, some kind of validation that they're alive, that some settle. Some settle even though they don't know what they're settling for, right? Mm. And I think for you, Hannah, it's like you're this amazingly sensitive, you take things in, you know, big or small, and you take them in with the same amount of force and impact um, that I think you're able to be aware of that, like, why is society pressing these things? Even though no one's like directly like, where's your partner? You know, like no one's, I don't think, <laughs> unless like there's someone at your door every day being like, where is he? Like, what's that? You know, unless that's the case. I don't think that's the case, but you do feel a pressure. Yeah. And it's like, I, I trying to figure out what, you know, society, what does that even mean? Like what pressure, where am I getting this pressure from? And I think part of it might be like we learn so much, probably too much from movies and TV shows. And we think that that is a reflection of life, but it's not necessarily. And I realize in most like I I really want to like do statistics on this. So many movies and TV shows when there's a female protagonist. Her quote-unquote crisis is when she loses a job and loses her boyfriend, and sometimes both. Please. And then, and then, the, and then the show 
or movie ends happily when she gets a good, better job and gets a better boyfriend or husband. Um, and that's teaching us, like, your life is dog shit if you don't have these things. Because they're always so, like, sad and depressed and, like, you know, sad orchestra music. And it's like, oh, my God, like, she wants to die. Like, <laughs> there was this one movie. I don't remember what it was. But she was single, which, like, it's not that crazy to be single. And, and so she would eat her dinner, like, leaning over the kitchen sink. Because she was like, I, I don't have anyone to eat dinner with, so I'll just eat it really quickly and over the kitchen sink. And and I'm like, just sit down and eat dinner. <laughs> like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, you're that, like, you think you're that worthless <laughs> that you can't even enjoy food when you're alone? I mean, like, I feel like those little things... When I was, if I was young and I saw that scene, I wouldn't have clocked it as like messed up. I would have been like, but, oh, that's what, so it, is. what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think what we've been talking about is relevant because like the lack of media about really deeply digging into friendships and mostly focusing on romantic relationships is part of why we feel that pressure towards, oh, like romantic relationships are the most important thing. Which, don't get me wrong, they are very important, but, like, if you don't have it, that doesn't mean you're broken or, like, something's missing. You know, you can still have so many amazing relationships in your life, and I feel like we're being told that you're broken and something's missing. And, yeah, that's why, this is why I'm drawn to these shows and movies that, like, actually really do focus on the friendships, because I think it is kind of rare. Like, that's why I love Broad City, Pen15, Fleabag, Bend It Like Beckham. And, and I'm sure there are many others, but, like, I'm just talking about, like, percentage-wise, there are not enough. Which is, honestly, like, when you told me about your podcast, Friends Missing Friends, great title. But also, I was just like, there needs to be more of this. Because we all have had a really good friend in our life at one point. Everyone has. Everyone has. has or even if they don't want to call them a friend, they've had someone who's been there. If it's not romantic, who cares? bullshit that person is a person and you guys experience something incredible and why not talk about it you know it's mm -hmm. it's there has to be more of that you know thanks for listening friends missing friends is produced by me hannah rumsey sound engineering is by co-producer eric siegling original music is also by eric featuring the lost wayne Artwork is by Heidi James. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Together, we can cherish and remember the friends we miss. See you next time.